Have you ever seen something in a theater that you just couldn't explain? Or have you ever thought about if dying really ain't that bad? And do you spend sleepless nights wondering exactly what happened to Natalie Wood that night on the boat? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then it's time for you to exit stage death. Exit Stage Death is the chilling true stories behind your favorite Broadway shows. Releasing bi-weekly on Tuesday starting May 24th. So if you want to find out which Broadway house is the most haunted. Talk about what killed our favorite Broadway flops. And learn about the murderous path of Mama Rose that took Gypsy Rose Lee to stardom. It's time for Places, actors. Thank, Thank you, you places. places. It's time to exit stage death. Welcome back, Serial Killers, to a bonus episode. It is our third anniversary month. I can't believe y'all have been letting me doing my bullshit for three goddamn years, but here we are. And this was not a planned episode, but when the powers that be drop something as preposterous as this movie into my lap, and I have a friend who goes, are we going to talk about it? I said, fuck yeah, we go talk about it. So today on our bonus episode, it's going to be the first time I've actually reviewed something on the show other than that's like brand new, other than just talking about it. So today we are talking the 2022 live action movie musical for Nickelodeon and Paramount monster high. And to talk about this movie, I have one of my favorite buddies who loves monsters. So it had to be, it had to be him. I have Alex Dagger back. Welcome back to the show, Alex. Good to be here. Ooh, good. Oh my God. Do we need like a, a little thing, <laughs> a pun counter? Uh, you, all might, <laughs> you all might remember Alex from one of our first episodes of Saturday Morning Confidential, uh, uh, Return to Oz. And this is terrifying in very many different ways, but... Uh, <laughs> Alex, why don't you reintroduce yourself and then just tell us about your background with the kind of idea of monster, monster lore, but also like universal monsters is kind of universal made the first monster movies. Sure. Um, so my name is Alex. I've been friends with Matt for God, probably a decade at this point. Almost a decade. Oh, Lord. We're old. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> But uh, a lot of it, uh, a lot of my first exposure to Universal Monsters was like the uh, resurgence in the 90s. Uh, they brought that show. I forgot what that show was called. It was like Monster Hunters or something. It was on Fox. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, on Fox Kids. But that, uh, there was a lot of monster toys at that point. Um, uh, the Ninja Turtle monster figures were a big one for me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, which Nika just released like high, high quality. Like I found April and Raph at my target the other day. And if they weren't 60 fucking dollars, I would have mm-hmm. bought them like literally, I mean, cause everybody should know I will do anything for April O'Neil at this point, but like, <laughs> I, also cause she's the bride. Right. I just think it's genius. So like, right. but yeah, it's just, uh, it, it is it is a weird price point. I think now that collectibles are so accessible in stores, but they're twice as expensive as they used to be. It was very funny because I'm like, I'm not buying any of them. And then I just saw they announced a Donatello Invisible Man. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, oh no. baby. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. You go ahead. You finish up. I was cutting you off. Um, yeah, so I love those. They had some like weird off-brand monster toys. Um, so at the time, I'd watched some of them, 
The first one I really remember watching was probably Abbott and Costello meets the monsters, which is a good, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is a good, uh, like kids, uh, starter pack. And then I, I only wanted to watch like the monster mash movies. So I saw the monster mm-hmm. squad, um, mad monster party, um, destroy all monsters. That's not universal monsters, but it's, yeah, monsters it's all around. Vibe. Yeah, yeah, it's got that, you know, which is funny because, like, I was not a monster child, partially just from being uh, an evangelicist. Ooh, 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 words are <laughs> Just the evangelical background. Uh, so, like, the monsters I knew were, like, the power. Like, I knew a kaiju from 50 miles away, but, like, didn't do the spooky monsters. But now, after I've worked at Universal and kind of have taken in kind of horror and also just, like, discovered film like the full history of film and understood the absolute like genius that was like Bella Lugosi and all of those monster films they are beautiful and breathtaking and timeless like they yeah. did things that could have killed people but like gave such a high quality product even in black and white film when they were still discovering how to tell stories with talking right. film so to me it makes a ton of sense to one, the longevity of these. Also, right. the the original Monster High, which is Scooby-Doo in the ghoul school, like, <laughs> which is right. brilliant and genius. And I might have to do a mini episode about that just because it's so I'll great. come back for it. I love it. But, you know, so it was, uh, I am a toy collector. Everyone knows this. Alex, you really know this. Uh, we have flea marketed together before. We oh, have boy. hunted those shelves of Toys R Us in Wappinger Falls together. Like this uh, is a we, rip. <laughs> a rip. We text each other back and forth about new stuff. Like it's just a it is part of our ongoing friendship as we both have spending issues as well. Mm. We love it. <laughs> so <laughs> you know when I was this is before Alex and I met, but uh, I had friends who kind of like pushed me into the direction of monster high and i was like uh-huh. oh these are beautiful dolls they mm. had individual sculpts they were unusual um and they were not particularly expensive that even though in like 2011 a 20 dollar doll was a very you know it's expensive right. uh so but you know they had the 10 dollar dolls and so it was one of those that i f- eventually i knew it wasn't a if it was a when and so finally I made the jump. The purchase was made. And I think for me, it was finally when they introduced the Phantom of the Opera's daughter and she was a rockabilly chick. <laughs> That's what you're got like. Me. Twist my arm. Twist my arm. Um, but don't do it because maybe it'll fall off. Uh, Alex, what was kind of your first memory of like hearing about Monster High and maybe your understanding? Because I mean, we're going to preface right. this episode with we're talking about this from like, I have quite a bit of background with the fran- fandom, the franchise. Alex has no background, especially with any of the media. So it's going to be a very interesting scope as we talk about this movie. Yes, uh, I'm I'm fully novice. We love um, it. But so the, only, kind of the only thing. The only thing I remember was um, I worked at Toys R Us for a little while, mm-hmm. and it was funny because there were three kinds of girls you see down the aisle. I'd be like, Barbie girl, Bratz girl, and Monster High girl. Yep. Yep. 
Well, it's so interesting because like just reading up a little about the history of this, this was started right. kind of as a brainchild with this delightful young man named Garrett, who I had no idea that I'd met several times, flirted with several times at New York Comic-Con at the Mattel booth. Because he Unbelievable. Was just, like, well, he's like very unassuming. He's tall and... Matt, and Ma Mattel, more like Matt Hell. Uh, well, they called it Maddie Collector for a long time. And I was just like, it is me. I am the collector. And when <laughs> truly, it was just like Monster High, Barbie, and Masters of the Universe. I was like, mm. Mm, yes, good, 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 good. Um, <laughs> I know I saw pictures of New York Comic Con, which literally just happened like yesterday. It ended. Uh, so it'll only been a week because this will come out like this coming Saturday. So um, it was nice to see Monster High back at Sandy or at New York mm. Comic Con. On. like they had the full school like i thought it was really nice to see but um he kind of got this idea when he and his twin brother uh who has children were kind mm -hmm. of noticing that like girls in like 2009 were getting into like more alternative gothy things because this is when hot topic was just starting to carry licensed merchandise so this is twilight era um repo the genetic opera era oh repo you know this is you know everybody's seen nightmare before christmas but this is also like paramore this is mm. when more of that edge you know fallout boy uh panic at the disco all of those things were you know massively popular at this time so mm. they were noticing that there was just like this kind of missing this missing realm that could be tapped into and so they kind of started exploring of well what if there was this thing and there happened to be a book that was coming out at the same time uh called monster high that so it was kind of all developed together you know it's one of those things that when you develop media to go along with a toy franchise this was kind of that idea mm. um and so it focused on the first novel, which there's, I haven't read any of them. I've gotten a really good kind of grasp of what they were about. It was published by Little Brown. Um, and the book series is the first of two book series attached to Monster High. Um, and so it came out in 2010. It was supposed to be six books. But when the fourth book was being ready for release at Toy Fair of 2012, it came out that the fourth book would be the last one. They uh, that was written by uh, Lissy Harrison, who wrote the other one. So she's kind of the brainchild with Garrett around building the world of Monster High. Uh, Garrett is an illustrator; he was a designer. So kind of the two of them together developed like these characters, um, and the books have a dual protagonist kind of idea. Uh, it's Frankie Stein and a character who's never come out of the books. She's only ever existed in the books named Melody Carver, and she's a siren. Oh. Um, and so the books balanced a narrative between the two of them and would bounce back and forth. Um, and so it always kind of focused on Melody. And then each of the other books tell kind of an ongoing story um, through the eyes of one of the other characters with Melody involved. So like the second book is about Cleo, the third is about Claudine, the fourth is about Draculaura. Now, in the first four books, there are no 13th chapter. It skips straight from 12 to 14. And hmm. then at all together, uh, the, four, the 13th chapters were released together. Um, uh, and they were about Gulia Yelps, who is our resident zombie zombie girl who is also in this movie uh though it should be th so 
the dolls happened, they started doing web series. So it was a really cute, like flash animation, think My Little Pony Friendship is Magic kind of uh, series. And they were very short. Cleo was clearly the like antagonistic force at Monster High being the mean girl. Of course, the Pharaoh's daughter is going to be the mean girl. Um, (laughs) And so they kind of kept going with that through the thing, but Melody never existed. So it always kind of from then on out, Frankie was the new girl at Monster High and she was a little weird. And so it was always Frankie trying to figure out her way. Um, And also because she's like a created child. She's not a born child like all of the rest of them, though we would get a couple. Uh, we would get Rebecca Steams later, who's da- who is the daughter of like a Jules Verne style um, inventor. And so she's, they're South Asian like coded, but they're like bronze and she's an, a steam powered android. So like we would get some other like quote unquote built children, but mm. mostly they're all the children of recognizable monsters and the only one who was like pseudo human was jackson jekyll who is the son of dr jekyll and mr hyde which will come back up in this movie when we get there so that's kind Mm. of all you all really need to know going forward and and there are lots of as it went the kind of characters brought in they did very much a he-man thing where you would always get a core set of like the core four or five girls. So you would always get a Laguna, a Frankie, a Draculara, a Claudine and a Cleo throughout every year. They'd always do something big and flashy, which was really fun. And then eventually they also developed ever after high, which is another school that's similar, but it's the kids of, um, fairy tale creatures fairy or fairy tale characters and we even get one crossover book and movie called shadow high which is they're able to go between um mirrors there's this like mirror and they can go between the two schools and there is one character who's the daughter of cupid who does go she's a we first meet her at monster high and then she is a student at ever after high she's the only one that goes between the two Mm. um and so they they kind of extended this giant world and really thought about it and something that really appealed about the doll line was that the sculpts, all the bodies were different sculpts. The faces were different sculpts. They were different colors, different hair textures, obviously took different inspiration from different ethnic groups. Um, And they really thought it out and it kind of kept going and getting bigger and bigger. We got huge dolls. You got male dolls, which were always a lot harder to come by. Um, And so they just kind of kept expanding the series. And so every year it'd be like, oh, what are these new, who are the new dolls? Oh God, what's going to cost me more money this year? Like all these things. And so, but as all good things do, when the, what they called Gen 2 of Monster High released, um, Garrett, the initial creator, owner, sold off his rights completely to Monster High to Mattel. And Mattel did what toy companies do, which Monster High has always been a very expensive toy line to create. Because of the individual sculpts, they had unusual hair, they came with lots of accessories. Um, you know, and there would also be a collector doll that came out every year. Um, uh, and so I guess it's not Gen 2, but near the end, they started re-releasing some of the dolls, but they were all the same mold. They were all the same sculpt. Some of the hands would be a little different, but that was near the end and it just kind of ended from there. Um, Let me get this back up one more time. Uh, And then I believe it was like 2016 or 2017. Um, That sounds about right. 
they started releasing with Maddie Collector, which is the Mattel Collector website. They started doing kind of taking the idea of Monster High and pairing them with an existing like movie franchise. So like a very popular one that came out was Beetlejuice and Lydia. They also just did Janet from the Gremlins. Um, a lot of those things that like, hmm. those were the dolls they were releasing. They released like a very small amount of them and they sold out very quickly. We just saw that happen with the Janet doll like six months ago. Cause if there's something I love, it's Janet and Gremlins too. You all will hear that on our Gremlins episode this Christmas. Uh, but I slay that queen, but you know, <laughs> monster high took the world by storm. It was making millions of dollars a year. It was massively famous. They were releasing a new movie every six months to a year, new toys. Gaga even had her own monster high doll. Uh, Beyonce had her own version of a monster high. Like they made a Beyonce kind of monster high character, which I will bring up later because of a movie plot point. Um, So it's just, it has been kind of iconic. And then recently, this year, they decided to re-release the initial line of Monster High dolls through Walmart, which I have never seen in store, but they've been all over the internet. And then hmm. Mattel Collector decided to re-release um, black and white versions of the original dolls in a high-end collectible box. And the only color to the doll is the colored streak in their hair. Everything else is grayscale. And about that time... They announced, I think it was San Diego Comic-Con, they announced that there was going to be a new Monster High movie in series. And then it came out that it was going to be live action. And the trailer came out. And Alex, that is when you, I believe, out of nowhere, reached out and said, have you seen this? (laughs) And I went, I've been avoiding watching it, but I guess I'm going to do it now. And I was really intrigued. So I guess as someone who has no background with Monster High, what was your first thought when you saw the trailer? When I first saw the trailer, I was like, it's colorful. Mm -hmm. And I, the only thing I had ever seen before that is I had seen New Ghoul at school. Uh Uh-huh. Because it was directed by the guy who did half of Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Okay. And I was like, oh, whatever happened to that guy? And I watched it. I was like, oh, that's what happened. That's what happened. <laughs> straight straight uh, to DVD children's 3D animation. Yep. Well, no, that was the only 2D one. That was the, oh, 2D. the 2D. Oh, yes, it was the 2D it, one. It was, yes, like, it was like 30 minutes long. Yep. Yeah, I believe that was a uh, TV spot for Nickelodeon. Yeah. I, believe. I wouldn't be shocked if they packaged it in a DVD and sent it out with a toy. I don't know if they did that, but yeah, yeah. I mean, because they did that a lot because each of the dolls came with a diary that told you about right. the character, their time at school, and actually was written by, you know, they had a team of writers at Mattel kind of writing everything together. So I will hmm. say the writing and narratives were always cohesive and you didn't awesome. really, you didn't dive too much into who the girls were. They each had right. kind of an archetypal, t- uh, you know, character type and who their parents were. Right. And, you know, they once they kind of developed character traits for each of them, they kind of stuck. Um, some of them I'm glad they changed for this movie. But, but yeah, when I watched the trailer, one, I'm a costume designer and I like to do weird things. So I was like, huh. I always said it was going to be really hard to do a live action Monster High. Let's actually see how difficult this was for them. Because right. 
the designs are iconic and they do, you know, having humanoid versions of things that are not necessarily humanoid, like Claudine, you know, mm. they are things that I'm just like, how are you going to do it? But I'm also like, it's easy. Cause like, she's got long hair to hide her human ears. And then you give her like cute dog ears or like whatever. Right. And you know, fangs are easy. There are all these things that could be easy, but I also thought of like he who is in this movie and deuce uh, who is in this movie and just, you know, some things that I was just like, Oh, it's, it's just going to be a lot of body paint and a lot of like trendy clothing. Um, even though I would argue that this entire movie was bought off Amazon from the costume department, <laughs> except maybe Dracula's costumes, but the so H&M gonna, clearance rack. Yes. Uh, or maybe like a unique vintage doll kills i feel like they probably just went to doll kills yeah. i'm shocked doll kills has not done a monster high collection but nobody should buy from doll kills anyway um so yeah i was really apprehensive and i was like you know what i'm at an age where i'm like you know what even if it's something from a franchise you love not everything is for you matthew so like hmm. maybe this isn't for you maybe this is for the nine-year-old girls who they want to sell 25 dollars dolls to uh hmm. which uh, I found them in, I found the Gen 3 dolls, the new dolls. I found them in the wild yesterday at Target, but just Claudine. They had the tags out for everybody else. Uh, but I have hmm. since purchased Frankie and Deuce on Amazon and they are being shipped to my mother's house. Uh, and that's just because I live on a boat right now. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I was apprehensive and knew I was going to watch the movie. We got a second trailer, which didn't sell me any more on it. And I have quite a few friends who are vocally still big Monster High friends uh, right. on Facebook. And so we all were like, I'm apprehensive, but you bet your titties I'm going to watch. So <laughs> it released last week, uh, a week ago, right. and this comes out on October 6th. Um, it showed on TV all weekend um, between Paramount uh, Network and Nickelodeon, and it also released same-day streaming. It took them until the week before to announce that it would also be releasing to streaming same-day for Paramount+, Plus, which I actually really liked. It meant I right. could watch it at my... And, you know, you and I had talked probably about a month ago that we should do an episode about this, and then I was like, oh, I think I have just enough time after this comes out for us to actually do it. <laughs> um, so... Let's jump in. We're kind of, sure. this is just uh clearly we're going to talk spoilers. There are just going to be spoilers. It's a kid's movie. If you don't want spoilers, I say pause right now and go watch it at your own leisure and come back. Otherwise just listen. Maybe this will be more fun to watch the movie after. So Alex, you are a writer. You're a storyteller. You sure. work in literature. I sure. work in theater and uh i write tangentially even though i'm not very good at it you, you mm. have listened to my uh my inklings podcast but i have a new uh fictional podcast coming out on our patreon starting in october 30th so like this feels very much like a boardroom built kids movie that checks the boxes of appealing to a tween and older child audience yeah that's fair i'm not sure it needs to be any more than that but i do think there was a bit of missed opportunity in because there's like the moments that i think because also let's be honest the world we're living in in 2022 is different than 2010 like right the, the concept of like holding people socially accountable for things was something that was just like not really like talked about handled. So, you know, when they're now telling 
you know, the kids that collected Monster High when they were nine and 10 are mm. now literally 24 and 25 years old. So mm. they're now hoping to maybe get those people back into rewatch. But they're also having to appeal to a new group of kids who literally have been raised by social media. They have right. had phones in their hands since 2010. So what are kind of some of your first thoughts as like a writer and a storyteller when we look at how they handled building the story for this movie? Um, Claudine's a very weird protagonist. Yes. Um, and the whole time I'm like, this version of Claudine isn't that interesting. No. Every time, every time Frankie or Draculaura, I'm like, come back, stay, stay. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not the actress's fault. It is, no. uh, the writing is just very undercooked. It's, uh, so I think they went with the Disney route of dead mom. Right. And um, so, so the thing in the original Monster High, Claudine was clearly an Afro-Latin coded character. Right. Her family is Afro-Latin. They are clearly... Right. Black, Hispanic, somewhere in in that mix because that's how they styled them. That's so in the original, Claudine's parents are like high powered lawyers. They're like business people. They are mm. well respected because that's the whole thing. All of mm. the girls, other than Frankie, their parents are like really highly regarded in the monster community. They are uh, appreciated alumni. Obviously, because Dracula's father is Dracula. That is beyond right. Them. But they did a Spoilers. lot of really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Draculaar is the one heavy-handed naming, I think. The rest I think are adorable names. Draculaar is the one that I'm like, was this the descendants people that like did the <laughs> fucking naming? So I will also preface this with I think they chose to do Monster High now because Descendants is doing so well for Disney, but it's dying because Disney one lost a cast member. Two, their actors are getting too old to keep playing those roles, slash they're getting very famous. And right. Disney kills things after three projects. So they're doing an animated Descendants. It's also Disney. So I think Nickelodeon, who's still in Paramount, who are trying to really still keep a leg up on the competition because Disney is starting to falter and fail mm. in many ways. Uh, mm. Everybody else I think is seeing it's their opportunity to seize it. So it did seem like a good point to bring this franchise back. Um, also it's been long enough now and the original dolls have such a high resale value that mm. they knew that even just doing a toy line, you were going to wipe the shells of these toys. Like they are going to be like, I will tell everyone now go buy the core four dolls and keep them tucked away because the resale will be great, but also they're going to be great gifts if you have like male or female nieces, nephews, daughters, sons, grandchildren, whatnot. This is going mm. to be a hot ticket item this Christmas. Go buy them right now because you're not going to be able to get them. Amazon has them still. Mm. Um, so Claudine has an older brother who I think is a year older than her who is an athlete at the school. His name is Claude. Mm-hmm. Claude Wolf, you know, know, and then you had Claudine who is fashion savvy. She was always so sure of herself. Great, bold character. And then she has two or three younger siblings. They do very much the like idea that her parents have a lot of kids. It's a very Hotel Transylvania moment for the werewolf. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, But like 
Claudine is always there as like, she's the confident one. She, I mean, she's very black coated in that way of that. She's sassy. Mm. She has, you know, their negative right. stereotypes there. I love that. They still kept her as like Latinx black, like still right. like, but I thought it was a bold choice having her dad be immortal, having her dad be human. Right. Um, and then her mom be this werewolf character that we don't know how or why she died. Uh, yeah, because they could they, they could have been an interesting like play uh, play on it because they they're not afraid to say oh characters have died by mob or this or this. It's just kind of left like hmm? yeah, because they don't say whether she died by mob. It's almost one of those things. It's also like it's one of those moments like in Curse of Child, like I fucking hate Harry Potter and J.K. Rowling, but like in Curse of Child, Draco's wife dies from cancer, and he's like, right. there are even some things magic can't fix, which right. I think is one of the most powerful lines in that show. So even if it had been something because she shows consequences. Living, yeah, she's she's living in the human world. Yeah. There are still things also because we're going to talk about it next because it is going to be my biggest qualm with it, and I think you know exactly mm. what it's going to be. Um, mm. Having Claudine be your protagonist, your protagonist in this was weird to me, especially when they put so much care and thought into Frankie and Frankie is the misfit, even though, right. Cause like, let's be honest. What makes Frankie a monster other than that? She's cobbled together by two other built monsters who are only okay. called monsters because they're reborn. Like right. Frankie's not a monster. All of her parts are human parts. So like, right when they say true monster heart, it's like one of those things. It's like, well, Frankie only is a monster because her parents have said she's a monster. And she says she's a monster. And like monster. Mm. I say she's a monster. Like, that's just so weird to me that Claudine right. was where they went. Now I loved her design. The wig was incredible. I love mm. that. She always had a, had a wolf motif or a, a moon multi mm. motif, but I agree with you. I think it's a really, I think it really dulled the movie down and made it crawl. Right that Claudine was our protagonist like yep. that just and also I don't know about you Alex but I could see that Cosmo was our villain from the very fucking beginning so because he so well, yeah go ahead go ahead I made some notes <laughs> please uh, let uh, break open the tome tell us uh, and and one of the notes is when uh Cosmos was singing the song I said <laughs> I said Maddie is probably horny for the teacher with horns. Ha ha. I'm not. That was horny. my note to myself. <laughs> I mean, he was a very handsome guy. I love, I love a little horny. He's from Broadway, I love, right? I don't actually, I haven't looked up who the actor was. I probably should have. I should know who he is. Um, but can I tell you my thought with this was, and I went to find the casting notice and I couldn't find it. They, mm -hmm. put, they had to have put in the, in the, casting breakdown they wanted a matthew right. morrison type this was clearly oh. to me yep. that they were writing a monster will schuster from glee yeah like there's so much that like that's in a post glee world that is this movie like it's mm -hmm. post glee post high school musical post pitch perfect post like post descendants like there are those things now okay so from a storytelling standpoint do you think it benefited this movie being a musical no. Now that you've because <laughs> you no. just, just to kind of share with everybody, you've really gotten into musical theater, seeing Broadway yeah. with, with right. your, your fiance and things. And so uh, I agree with you that like 
to me, I'm a big one. And this is like my issue with like Pascal and Paul musicals who wrote like Dear Evan right. Hansen and right. Showman. Um, right. They just did the music for La La Crocodile, um, mm-hmm. La La Land. I am a big believer that the classic idea of a musical score is the music is mm. there to to progress the story along because like the idea right. of a musical musical is you sing when you can't speak anymore and then you dance when you can't sing anymore and all those things together mm. are there to be a new version of why you tell a story right now in the beginning i didn't mind that it started off as a musical no i not thought at all. it made sense i actually one i think she's a i will give the performer who perform was uh claudine she mm understood the nuance of the character i think she really right. embodied also all of oh, these would, act all these all the leads actors, were great and they did a great job acting through right. their contact lenses as well because like, <laughs> right there's a lot of makeup to act through i also am enchanted by the non-binary performer who played frankie i also love that they got oh, a non-binary actor to play frankie they were so um, they were incredible so good um but i didn't think it helped telling the story with music because again it was all olivia rodrigo like paramore light music the most generic pop music like like even my little pony scores had more thought and heart <laughs> than the score did like yeah it's just one of those things that i think putting the money into it and i'm gonna say while the two adorable boys that played heath and 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 deuce were lovely they got the characters those boys could not dance to sing save their fucking life (laughs) and it was so awkward in the like dude bro scenes where they still needed them to like dance and stuff like it was no it was the football player getting recruited to do the musical at your high school because there were no other boys to play the leads can't dance level like it was so bad and for me it really took me out in scenes even as like if i'd been a kid going ah, that looks terrible it's so funny because with everyone you could tell like you're the singer you are the dancer and you are the actor because frankie's actor is great but whenever the singing starts happening they disappear to the background or or they'll get like three lines. Yep. She does a lot of that. Like it's very Allison Hannigan in the Buffy musical episode. Like she's right. not a, they are not a bad no, singer. No, not at all. By any, but I think it was, they were just trying to, I mean, which also does kind of make sense for, right. for Frankie's character. Right. Um, but I think, I think they threw a lot of plot beats at this mm. that didn't necessarily need to be there. Like Deuce, like they're trying to tell us that Deuce was a popular kid who's now deciding not to be a popular kid and is somehow. And there's no re- I don't do mischief anymore. And is like hated because his mom is Medusa. Like, bro, like, come on, you guys. They wouldn't have invited him to the school right. if they actually cared about his mom. Like, yeah, Gorgons are fucking scary. Like, that is terrifying. Right. And the, the idea is that. A lot of them are supposed to be half human. That right. is the idea of Monster High. Right. Um, because like Deuce doesn't have snake bottom parts. Like that's the whole thing. Like his mom has like a snake bottom and a human top right. with the snake things. Like that is right. canonically in the animated style version too. And like you got the son of Jekyll and Hyde is there uh, in this movie as well. He's just a little different. I didn't understand the horns even remotely. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't understand. Yeah. I don't. Um, so, uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, a weird thing is that it's like they tried to do like the mutant allegory. Yes. Like, like the inclusion, 
but they did it in so many different ways that it diluted all three. Yeah. Like the half humans, also magic users, also Gorgons. Okay, let's talk the magic user right now because I okay, canonically we have witches in the Monster High universe. Her name is right. Cast Cast a Spell. Like also that's adorable great. name. Well, she was yeah. the Beyonce. She's a singer. She's the Beyonce character right. that came out about the same time that Sasha Fierce did. Makes a ton of sense. But hmm. why, like, witches are canonically not the same as humans in most witch lore. Like, they hmm. live longer, especially if you're doing, like, old witch monster lore, like bog witch, right. like, different kinds of fairy witch, like, all of these things. Like, what is it about a magic user? Also, why was it Draculaura? Like, I did think it was fun. I mean, I'm not going to say fun. I think it was heavy-handed to be like, oh, Draculaura has always been Asian coded or like Eastern right. European coded. So like, mm -hmm. great. They did have an incredibly diverse cast in this film, which I think was oh, so yeah. smart and so good of them um, right. because that's always kind of been the point of monster high. But right. It's a reflection of the dolls. Uh, why? Uh, Frankie to me again, makes more sense to be a magic user. Like right. also uh, they even bring it up that like, Cleo's family literally like Cleo studied with the goddess of chaos and magic as the emperor's daughter. Oh yeah. I'm she said sorry. Hecate, right? Yeah. I think she named dropped Hecate. Yeah. And literally in the cartoon, Cleo uses Cleo and her more evil sister, older sister mm. is there as well. Who also uses magic all the fucking time like how do you have a world of monsters with no magic that is what i went you guys are trying to do the racial they tried to say we need queer gender and racial dialogue that is not looked at as queer racial and gender yep like they did the gender smart enough with Frankie. And I love, like, I don't know whether they were trying to make fun of contemporaries going, this is my name. These are my pronouns, pronouns, but right. also the idea that, cause it came out a month ago that Frankie was NB from the mm. second trailer. When Frankie goes, I'm Frankie Stein. My pronouns are they, them. And then I went, it makes sense because the whole idea of Frankie in this, which I love, they really went hard for is mm. the fact that like Frankie knows all of her part, all of their parts. I'm so sorry everyone uh, as an nbi i'm failing right now um they they know who all of their parts are like i love that like shakespeare is one of their parts marie curie like all these mm. astounding people who were accused of magic and witchcraft use in their lifetimes right. which i also thought was interesting um, right and it just made sense to me that like oh frankie would be non-binary because they literally are made up of parts of people of all genders and mm. that made so much sense to me also because like Frankie has a concept of life beyond gender. Like, mm. like I thought it made a really nice, and that's all they needed to do. I think they either needed to do the magic use mm. or, or, and make it that magic use is actually very good, but not all monsters can use magic. And right. then you could introduce the idea that vampires are anti-magic because they've also always been anti-witch, which right. then gives you, that gives you the foil between Cleo and Draculaura. You could like, you could even say the witch has helped humans hunt monsters. Yes. One line like that, that's that solves the the human issue, the witch mm -hmm. issue, and the monster issue. And that's all you needed to do. 
Like, yep. and that was just, because uh, then it was just like, well, everybody's got a secret. And it's like, great, everybody's got a fucking secret. Now, I did love that Draculara was literally doing a potion in a fucking toilet. That mm. cracked me up. Something I loved in this that they kind of always alluded to early on, mm. which was um, the school is alive. The school is a sentient presence. The school was very much a sentient presence in this. Right. Um, but I also hated like beware the beware the the air of of like you know the thing from Chamber of Secrets. I was literally just, like, in my notes. I said I can't believe they are Chamber of Secreting, and like, they did it like multiple times. And all of those moments just didn't work. Like nope. all of those things detracted for me from the mm -hmm. story. And I found myself going back to my phone. I found myself scrolling around. I found myself. Now, this is something I always do, which is looking up the actors. Right. I also didn't like the idea that because she's half human, Claudine could achieve like a human state. And it's something that magically is a plot point that she finds right. out because it's puberty or something. And I was like, right. I hate all these things. Like they are things that you have. It's another thing. They have so much source material that worked. Why not just use the source material right. and update it for 12 years later? It wasn't hard. Right. And what they did of it worked really well. Like Frankie stuff. Like I again, I think you and I are also just partial to a Frankenstein monster, the the bride. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I just Frankie's clearly there's your protagonist, but mm. also I don't I don't need another story of a, a young person of color who lost a parent whose mm. other parent is doing the best they can. Now that right. actor was also lovely, but I wish I wish, or if they had been two different monsters, like something where like they had been shunned by monster society, which is why it just, it didn't, none of it I, added up to me as to why this was the story we were telling. I was like, don't pick on that actor. I, I had to think of that both times so because good. he plays it. Uh, so I thought good. he was very community theater. Oh, yeah. But I think it's just because that's what right. they gave him to do. That's also, like, yeah, that's fair. It's, you know, it's a lower budget film. They probably right. went a little more non-union with a lot of the casting. Um, right. Or he or he's one of those like background characters or one line characters from other shows mm -hmm. and movies that then just kind of got his break with this. And uh, right. I also feel like the direction of this movie, they told them kind of one way to go with it. And they just went with it. Like the actor that mm. plays Deuce, it's the same thing. He plays like sullen and forlorn the whole time. Mm. Uh, now the There's also a lot of shots in the beginning that are very Twilight-esque. Yes. If there's a shot, I'm like, I'm like, is this Forks? Well, I can tell you where. So, so it's so funny that they used practical buildings and then built mm -hmm. a, uh, as you put it in our text, a Windows 95 screensaver. On top <laughs> of it. Yes. Which again, how are we 30 years after the execution of like CGI and film and it all looks worse than Toy Story 1? Like, mm. how are we still, like, I thought the school looked fine at certain points. Like when it was just a stagnant set, like yep. with the dark background, it looked great. When they're in the graveyard, it looks great. Yeah. I think the um, school's in the background a couple shots there. Yeah. 
But you know what's funny? So you know when they're walking out back for the first time and it's when Frankie's like trying to make friends. I love that they stuck to the coffin phones though because that was Mm. something from the doll line that I loved and I thought it was a cute design. They're walking across the green and so there's like just like these big wooden glass windows behind them and things. So for everyone out there, that is the house from Knives Out, which I think is hilarious but but again they it was probably shot the same place i would assume canada viacom loves shooting in canada um that that, that would make sense because a lot of these actors seemed canadian canadian Canadian, which yes, is not a bad yes. thing. That's not a bad no, thing. No, not at all. I mean, I mean, look at all the Canadian and Australian Power Rangers actors who have done lovely right. work. Like they're just right. very Canadian. Um, they, right. I think it's they just all look more likable. Um, but yeah, I think, I think for me to make this a really good version of this story, this whole script needs to get scrapped. But you could still use it in the same way. Right. I do. I do think it would have been more interesting to. Honestly, can I tell you what I would have loved? What I think would have been genius? Be have it be an anniversary year of Monster High. Mm. And it's a mockumentary style movie. Oh. And so they're following all of the kids that are getting because I'm also confused as to whether like it's Monster everyone, High School Reunion. Well, and or and it's all of the kids of famous monsters, and it's their first year at Monster High. And okay. so they're following those kids. Right, because I'm also confused about whether it's their first year or not. Because these, they all look about 16 years old, so like this can't be their first year at Monster High, right? But they're all acting like it's their first year at Monster. I'm really confused. Yeah, except for the boys, because I can't be no. mischief like I was last year. Well, and like Cleo clearly had been there before, but like, why is Draculaura just coming to school? Why is right. Fra- like Frankie was just born? That makes sense. So mm. there are those things that are a little inconsistent for me. Um, though, so I think for me that to really fix the bad things about this, you have to start over. Right. Um, what are some other things for you that just didn't kind of work from storytelling, Um, uh, just a movie, movie goer standpoint, what are some other things that didn't work for you? I think that reveal, the big reveal, the Mr. Hyde's son reveal, I just didn't. Yeah. Gross. I, it was also clearly it was him. It was going to be him the whole time. Right, like, right. They also did a really bad job of hiding him. Like, I think that if that was what they were going to do with that character, he should have painted himself a different color. Like, mm-hmm. he should have really gone in. Because also, they right. were unclear as to what Literally hiding. Literally hiding. But yeah. also, like, he has no ability. His his mother was not a monster. Like, right. Also, with a school that is this advanced and old, how are there no background checks? How is there no technology when they have fucking cell phones? Like, how... I'm confusion. Like... Right. How how did he get a job teaching at this school and being a very well-liked if there was no background check on him for them to figure out his, like, pedigree? Also, the same thing with, like, Claudine. Like, how did she apply... How did all this happen? Because we see cell phones around the whole time, but we only we right. don't really see computers often. We'll see screens, but we don't see like traditional computers, which again, there's so many holes that they just kind of went, we don't need to worry about it. We're just kind of... It, it, it's also weird because uh, I had just, uh, right before I came on, I wa- rewatched like the first half hour again. It's mm-hmm. kind of, I, I was like, 
Oh god, I don't remember most of this, and I only watched like four days ago. Yeah. Um. So, but uh, weirdly, when he does the um, the monster uh, why we hate humans song, there's a yeah. picture of uh, Claudine's mom, Dracula, and Mister Hyde, but yeah. they're all looking like they're teenagers. Yeah. And I'm like that just that picture shifted my whole timeline of where everything. Yeah. How, how, I mean, I'm guessing then that he, that Cosmo's mom got knocked up shortly after his dad was thrown out of monster high at what? 14 or 15. But even then, like he's clearly like 26. Right. Like I'm not even like a monster 2,600, like 26 on the dot. Like, well, and that's my thing. Like, how was Dracula... The timeline does not make sense to Mm-mm. me. Like, Dracula, in the original, I believe, is, like, one of the original founders of... Mon- like, he's one of the first right. students of Monster High. Like, he, like Monster High's been around for centuries. So it's like... Also, they never clearly talk about, like, the work Claudine's mom did or why they were friends right. and then suddenly why they weren't friends and all these things. Right. Like, there was no payoff and no... Nope. Like there was just no payoff for the things they set up. And I also don't understand why Hyde had horns. Like that didn't fucking yeah, make it sense doesn't. to me. In it no- it would have been funny if he popped them off. Like he's been yeah. pretending the whole time. Yes. That would have been stellar. Would have been great. Yeah. Also. Cause then he's just like, he's so charismatic and so helpful at the school. Nobody questions. Right what his abilities are, what his monster things are like. And then I thought the all powerful version of himself was just lazy. Like I thought it it was, it looked like the bad guy at the end of the mask when he put on the mask. Yeah. Well, it also looks very much like Bowser in the um, original (laughs) Mario brothers. Like it just, and like, you could tell they went, Oh, look at all the, the like latex bodysuits we have access to now, because the one thing I loved is the credits. You had all the bloopers, <laughs> which I thought were wonderful and watching him right. like rip the shirt off. And it's like, Oh my God, they've got like three different bodysuits on that. He's wearing like three different bodysuits. Mm. Um, but I just, uh, it, there was no payoff for anything they set up. And that was, that right. I think was the biggest crime because even to right. me, kids are smarter than this. And now do I think, cause they're continuing this series with these actors animated, which I think is, a Oh, are they? Choice. Okay. That's a, that's yeah. a cool idea. Yeah. 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 I think they're going to be 30 minute episodes on Paramount plus and Nickelodeon, which I think is that's smart. Idea. Um, I, but is it continuing to be a musical? No. Probably not. Maybe, maybe they might be go. They might be doing a My Little Pony approach to it, which would be fine. Um, it was so funny because I was saying to Miranda, I was like, "These songs are almost okay." Yeah, they are almost okay. They're they're not good, but they're almost like. Well, what didn't help was when I was rewatching some of it when she's going, "I'm coming out of the dark." I was oh. like. It's the exact same melodic structure as 
I'm not afraid of the dark hideaway, they say, from Greatest Showman. And I was like, you should have just hired. I was like, you clearly want, you clearly got a low rent version of Pasek and Paul. Now, Mm. do I love, do I think the best song in the, there are two, actually, two songs I liked. Or, um, which is them with the witches p- cauldron the first time when Dracula mm. learns to fly. I think it's like a the power bop. of three one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's I think it's a fun bop. Um, and then I loved the 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 snake venom scene, which was musical. I thought was really cute, like yeah. really cute. Um, I like the song at the end. I thought that wasn't bad. So, oh, it was not. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad yeah. uh, either. Again, they're all just like they're fine. Mm. I'm I I'm sure parents are gonna hate hearing them within a month, but I also feel like they're not gonna keep kids' interest that much longer. Right. Like I don't see this I see this being a streamed album, not a purchased album. Um It's so weird because most songs again, with me getting into musicals, mo- most songs in musicals that I've been experiencing are like point A to point B songs. Mm-hmm. We need to get a character from here to there. Mm-hmm. Every yeah. song in this movie is like a pause. Yes. All right. Pause yes. the movie. Let's do the song. Okay. Let's get back to the movie. Yes. I think it could also be maybe Viacom Nickelodeon is trying to start having singers be part of their thing again. Cause they did it with like Miranda Cosgrove and then Ariana oh, yeah. launched herself. I'm wondering if these are all very, cause again, to me, this feels like a frozen moment mm. where or an encanto moment where the right. movie was clearly built in a boardroom mm. and they had creators and artists making it but all right. of the moments were like gone over they were all like it's a focus study movie um mm-hmm. a focus group movie which again it's not the worst thing because most of no. the things always enjoyed have those beats like we talk about power rangers all the time that it's like I love it as part of my childhood. It's not good. Mighty Morphin nope. is not good. Like Power Rangers didn't get super good until in space. And that was a really unusual moment. Mm. And then we had some good seasons later on, but like there's mm. still a tone that it's Power Rangers. And like, I have a very right. low what to expect, but it's, you know, it's just those things that, uh, you know, this was the only the second time we've gotten a monster high musical. The previous one was boo York, boo York, which was very funny. Um, <laughs> And it was the only other time it's been a musical. Um, and because it, it felt very much like they wanted a Lin Manuel sound, a Pascal Paul sound, mm. but they couldn't afford either of them. So, uh, you know, it just, there are all these things that like could have worked for them that didn't. Right. And honestly, I don't, I was hoping this movie would at least be fun enough to be rewatchable um, mm. because they did something. I think kind of one of the last things that of what didn't work for me was right. They deviated from the original in a way of like, there were pun moments, but there weren't <laughs> like the original monster high is dripping in those bad monster puns. Um, right. And that was missing from a lot of this movie. Like when they were there, it was so cringy. And I think if they doubled down on them, it would have been better. Like uh, back, maybe, back to my notes. She has yeah. mummy issues. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> or anytime someone's like, hey, ghoul friend. And I was like, yes, ghoul friend. Yes, scream queen. Yes. But I also I also take a point from something when I go, uh, something that is like this. 
did they do it well enough that a drag queen is going to copy a look and copy a song at a drag show before Halloween this year? And I don't think, I don't think so. I just don't think so. Um, no. I, I didn't, they were just all their big points. Now, what I will say is the mm. wig game in this for our leads was oh. on point. The wigs mm-hmm. looked so good, except I think Heath looked like garbage. I think they didn't think about the translation of an all yellow character of what that would look like on. Cause like a little muppety. Well, and not in a good way. And like his hair was like badly. I wish they'd wigged him instead of doing like spray color to his hair. Cause like deuce was fine because the front was like this swoopy, like just green bang. And then the rest was CGI. Yeah. And then beanie, which worked. I thought that was actually really clever way right. to solve the problem of snake hair. <laughs> um, I, I mean, that was their, I'm sure that was his whole plot line. They're like, yeah. we cannot do snake hair the whole movie. Yeah. So I don't want to be mischievous anymore. I'm wearing a hat. And that was the whole. Yeah. I, What's the motivation for this character wearing a hat for 90 minutes? Also, can I tell you something of uh, that? I think this movie got rewritten right before the movie filmed. Oh, um, so the toys have been released. They've right. released Laguna, Gulia, mm-hmm. Cleo, Claudine, Draculara, Frankie, and Deuce. You mm-hmm. then get, um, I know there are cutscenes because Deuce, his, cu- his character, his doll comes with coffin bean accessories. Hmm. So a coffin bean apron. Um, and hat like visor interesting come with his doll and you can buy a coffin bean playset, which has always existed because the coffin bean was a key right. point of the original monster high in right. series. but there is always a two pack of dolls that have different outfits right and from the target tags do you know who deuce's doll comes with in the two pack and it's not claudine Heath? Frankie. It's a Frankie Deuce two-pack. But I don't know. I don't know. Because they maybe had a few lines in the movie. Thank you. Like, I'm wondering if there was like a whole like coffin bean. Because also what would have been funny is what if Frankie started working at like Deuce has already worked at the coffin bean. Right. And then Frankie starts working at the coffin bean and they become friends. Right. Also that would, to me, this plot of Deuce being like a reject kid, but then they Mm. should have made it where he had no friends. Like Deuce Mm. had no friends. He was the JD loner without wanting to kill everyone. (laughs) Um, And maybe that's why he acted out. And then like Frankie shows up. She's also the weird kid. Um, also, cause something that her doll, uh, their doll has that the, they didn't do on the movie. And it kind of makes sense is um, Frankie's left leg is a metal prosthesis. So, oh. which we never had a differently kind of abled uh, doll right. in the original line, other than just being, they were all unusual. Um, but right. Frankie's doll has a prosthetic leg, which I think is awesome. Part of why I bought their doll. But I just, it literally dawned on me while we were talking. It was like, wait, why is it a Frankie Deuce two-pack? Why isn't it a Frankie Claudine two-pack? Right. Um, and so I'm thinking maybe the movie was pitched in one way and they decided to rewrite the movie towards another way. Because yeah. also that gives you a fun 
storyline too of like not only is frankie the weird kid but they're also like non-binary and deuce also codes a little queer um, yeah which uh draculara also to me heavily clo- codes femme lesbian and that has always been my canon that she is super femme because all of her all of her outfits are super femme but i just just codes very gay to me mm. which i love um but we also have some secondary characters in this of Gulia, uh, Abby Bominable, who I thought looked so cute and stood out in every mm-hmm. scene, even though she had no lines, and right. Laguna, um, which Laguna has always been. I So Laguna's traditionally blonde with blue hair and like blue skin and very like fishy parts, like her webbed hands. She had the ears, which looked like they were part of the wig. I loved that she had a Latin, uh, Hispanic dialect. Um, Mm -hmm. She was clearly not white, which I really appreciated because they Mm -hmm. always, Laguna has always been coded as like the Valley girl. And I liked how she was coded, but she didn't do much though. I did love the scene where she literally like, fanged out like Gil Daddy right. out, and I really I liked that um, like Bilbo Baggins towards the ring moment yeah, yeah yeah and Abby's in almost every scene and Gulia's in almost every scene the funny thing about Gulia right. is Gulia has never spoken in the franchise before Oh, interesting because she, so because she's a zombie she's the smartest girl at Monster High and but her dialect was <laughs> and it was really funny everybody knew exactly what she was saying but and she was she because she was very much the velma before she had like a little bit of like a victory interesting yeah and so i like that they gave her a little character with this or that she sleeps in the graveyard as the zombie girl i wish we'd gotten a little more of them because you also had like heath as a secondary character now there's one really weird scene at the beginning there's the cyclops kid but he doesn't move the entire scene so I'm wondering if he was a wax figure. I it was weird because I saw him and I was like, he kind of looks like um, the kid in Halloween Town. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes. But he doesn't. He's not in any other scenes. Nope. He's just nope. in that moment. And there are Cyclopses in. There's yeah. a really pretty Cyclops girl in the original right. series that's dating one of the Minotaur boys. Like the hmm. uh, the the uh, of course the quarterback of the football team is a Minotaur, which I love him. He's so precious. Makes so much sense. And they're and they're adorable. They were one of the Comic Con doll sets one year, but. Hmm. For me, from a design standpoint, and you have a very visual like art mind to yourself too, from being a comics fan and everything. I'll take it. Thank you. I think they did such a disservice to the entire ensemble and background characters in this movie right. because none of them had any specific character. They threw nope. shitty wigs and bad makeup on all of them. I have, back to my notes, I have t- two notes Movie looks more like Muppet High. Uh, I made that yeah. Muppet joke earlier, but it looks like a bunch of background Muppets. Yeah. They're I just agree. like, what color are you? Orange. What color are you? Red. And they didn't, it's my issue with Heath, they didn't add any depth to any of their skin. So, like, they didn't go in and contour. Abby has contouring, Gulia has contouring. Um, to like give them a little more depth. So like right. they did a lot of like whites and pale pinks on Abby. Right. And then mm-hmm. Gulia had some dark grays and dark blue to give her facial features. Um, Cause with that pastel hair for Abby and everything. Um, I also clearly feel like with Abby, they went, um, 
what if Ariana Grande was the daughter of the abominable snowman? And that's, I mean, the design looks yep. great. Like she has the, yeah. but like she also looks the most like her Gen 1 doll. Gulia mm-hmm. does too. She's the exact same color palette. She's got the costume. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the background characters, because as you keep going, right. if you wanted to do another one of these, like they, again, you've got like 85 characters who have had dolls from Monster High in the past. Now right. there is one she was in like a gothic Lolita dress, like, mm-hmm. um, and she had like shoulder length, like pastel gray, like trans flag hair. Um, mm-hmm. it was very cute. That is an actual Monster High design for a French character who's the a daughter of a gargoyle called oh. uh, Rochelle, um, Rochelle Goyle. Um, and she's beautiful. She is the whole, she's part of the love interest uh, when they do the French Monster High film, which was one of the last That's ones. That's awesome. Um, and she's great. Her doll was beautiful. One of my favorites hmm. that they ever did because she had like beautiful stone stippling like paint on her. Um, hmm. And so you could see there were a couple they put in, but like- right they didn't think long-term, especially with the scene of like this, the classroom scene. And um, I love that blood goods design is identical to her doll and her animated, except she's now a woman of color and she was mm. plus size where the original, she was great. Like a, the original looked like a Dina Menzel, um, right. which again, this is a moment where why not diversify where you can diversify. Sure. Um, yeah. But also maybe looking at Dracula's makeup, for also why is he pink like contouring contouring (laughs) contouring yeah like his face was really badly contoured like i feel like their makeup team was using products they'd never used before um Mm. and it just like it didn't always work for me um also frankie's parents should have been there you could tell where they were cutting corners from an aspect like staffing and things and right. people that would need to be in a makeup chair like because mm-hmm. that is a lot but right I just i'm not so i guess we kind of aired what we didn't like is there anything else that you just think we haven't talked about that you really thought negatively um, affected your experience with the movie the one thing that threw me off is again not being like familiar with it i'm like frankenstein dracula wolfman gorgon lava boy lava boy exactly i'm like i i in my notes i literally wrote everyone's favorite classic monsters dot 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 and lava boy yeah oh yeah he's the he's the the son of uh, lava girl come on now you know you know (laughs) that movie already happened no because to me we're shark boy damn it we're a shark boy well that's laguna's dad um you know (laughs) i always thought that he because Heath has been in it since the beginning. He's right. he got a doll very early on. Right. He was one of the only boy dolls that we had um, right. for many years. That I always didn't know why, like it wasn't the because like if he's a prankster and an athlete, what better child to have uh than the son of the invisible man? Oh, like would have been great. So, like, maybe make it where he can face or they could do Hades. Or they could have done Hades. That gets into like God mythology, which I think alienates certain fans too. But you're so, right. But but I'm but there are going I, Cyclops, Medusa, Medusa, Gorgon. Yeah, yeah. That's like 
that's like have like the like mythological children with the like mm-hmm. monster children like it is those because like later on we got like the daughter of like the classic chinese luck dragon like his daughter oh. is in uh, oh. her, her doll is incredible like we get we get the which is funny then because we also get the daughter of the creature of the black lagoon which i always thought was laguna's dad but it's not it's um, not no um uh i think she's the daughter of a sea monster like it's it's the oh later oh, I that's went, interesting oh, oh, yeah well which is they went a little more angler fish with her um, okay which I always thought give her like really big arching like pigtaily things at the front with little bobbles mm-hmm. on the end to really lean into the angler monster. Mm. I just think Heath of all of the characters they could have stuck around is the weirdest one. Mm. Um, I don't understand why they couldn't have had Claude Wolf be in the movie and just not mm. make him Claudine's brother. And right. then he'd be part of the reason of like there's something weird up with this girl. I don't mm. know her. She's never been at the family reunion. And it'd be mm. like, a, hey, do you know her? And it being like, oh, all werewolves know each other. Mm. Those are those moments you could have made those funny. Like there are so many other characters right. they could have used that we've gotten that were male characters over the years. That right. um, There's also a character that we didn't get that came in pretty early on in Monster High. It was great that she's a ghost. Like, but yeah. she's like a there was just a lot of like the characters we used are really close to those gen one. Um, also though, in the new dolls, there is a character who is introduced, I think two or three years into the franchise named Toralai, mm-hmm. who is a tiger. She's like a tiger woman. Mm. And she, she pretty much kind of takes over, from Cleo as like the real bad girl of Monster High, but she's not the worst. But she has it, it a makes doll. sense because eventually she yeah. has to grow out of that role. Yeah, she has a doll in this series. She's the only one of this Gen 3 dolls that was not in this movie. None of the cat mm. girls are in the movie, which is weird to me. But mm. I would I would like to see the different scripts of this. I think that it's just I don't I didn't understand Heath being there either. And it would be really funny if there was a cat person and Claudine had to keep finding the cat person to try to keep onto her wolf side. Yeah. That, Oh, that would have been very funny. Also like the cat woman should have been best friends with like there needed to be a trio of girls with Cleo and there wasn't Mm. because I feel like uh, in, I feel like in storytelling you want sets of three, especially if you've got Dracula, Frankie and Claudine. Hocus Pocus 2 did that. Hocus Pocus 2 did that. Okay, so there's this. I think this movie didn't do what Hocus Pocus 2 did really well, which is also what the new Charmed series did not do either. They didn't understand the dynamic of the three um, and the power, forgive me, the the power of their three. Um, Because I also think Deuce and, uh, um, uh, oh, I can't remember his name now. Uh, Fireboy. Heath needed a third. They needed a third mm. friend. Like there were mm. other boys in bad purple and green makeup. Like get that Cyclops um, mannequin. Get, get the Cyclops mannequin. I saw, I did love their monster highlight. This is psych. Jesus Christ. What is this? Descendants? <laughs> oh. But I think, yeah, I think it's, they tried to capture what all these other franchises have done and it just didn't work for them. Mm. So yeah. going back to your notes though, is there anything right. that you did like like that you thought I, was really fun and charming i thought all three leads were very good 
yes act acting acting wise um i was surprised how good of a singer i thought draculaura was yeah she actually pulled off some lines that i thought were like like she saw that in paper was like jesus here we go yep I also, so she's the one, if you've ever watched some of the original stuff, anyone at home knows that she has an almost offensively Romanian dialect and speaks up here. So Dracula oh. is always up here, always up here. It's like Doofenshmirtz oh on on uh, a helium. And like I'm really glad. Oh God, Beetleborgs. God bless Beetleborgs. <laughs> but like, I think rounding her in the way they did was really great. And they kept her pink skin. They kept Mm -hmm. the pink and black hair, her little heart. I thought she looked astounding. All three Mm. of those girls, I use this phrase a lot, understood the assignment of Mm. Frankie's performer. They really, they performed through that kind of, Mm. I thought Frankie's blue makeup was really bad, like really bad because they didn't give depth to them at all. Like it yeah. was just a lot of blue. I would have also loved them to have short hair instead of long hair. I wouldn't also be shocked if they were um, maybe like uh, like autistic coded. Oh, they definitely performance were. wise. Were, yeah. Oh yes. Well, I mean that's yeah. also like Frankie being the super smart kid, um, right? And not understanding that they were super smart. Right. Um, again, I think that was their like, way. What's of, a like, high five? Yeah, the the social ineptitudes. Yeah, it's right. or that's that's again why I think they should have just leaned into Frankie. Now I think a lot of times they will end up coding characters onto the spectrum unintentionally mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. literary wise, storytelling wise, we've coded the new kid, the out the outlier has right. always been coded as ADHD, autistic, right. um, mm-hmm. depressed. Um, so I think it was really easy for them to do that with Frankie, but I think what they did well with Cosmo and they did with the student body generally is people started embracing Frankie for Frankie's strangeness Mm. as part of Frankie's true monster heart. And that Mm. was the one thing is it was almost a bummer that Cosmo was the villain because he was the only one that like respected both Claudine and Frankie from the beginning. And I think it did them a disservice to have, um, I think it would have been better to have actually have Jekyll and Hyde right. be the villain in this and come back. I, I was to just thinking that the same way to, I think it's to seek if I think if they had had him as the villain and have mm-hmm. him seek revenge on the daughters of his two ex best friends who didn't save him when they could right. have. Um, because in this movie, the other girls step up for Claudine and that's not something that the other two people did. And maybe it's that moment kind of like Steven universe where like Claudine realizes like her mom was this epic woman who did all these things that maybe wasn't the nicest to her friend in the moment that she needed to be the friend that she needed to be. And that doesn't make her mom a worse person, but I think that would have given some definition to it and i think if you'd had claudine's dad who used to be a dick he was also a wolf he had or a a monster hunter oh oh that would have been have him be a van helsing would have been really fun i mean because we just saw that in werewolf by night a little werewolf Mm -hmm. by night spoilers that like elsa bloodstone was so great in that i mean and Mm -hmm. i love love you and i've talked uh for hours about Elsa Bloodstone before, but like, I love Elsa as a comic character. She's, I love that she's, she's so that. good in that. Oh, and I can't wait. If she's not in blade, I'm going to shoot myself with a silver bullet through the head. 
Like, there's no way that she's not going to show up in Blade. That movie was Mike, Michael Gaccio's. I, I don't know if it's Gaccio or Gaccino's. I think that was his audition for Blade. I agree. That was his Blade prequel. Like, clearly. Yep. Also, because yep. the G- Gale's character is going to have to come back in Blade as oh, well. Oh, absolutely. He's too and good for Ted. the tattoos. Ted. Oh, Ted. Ah, ah. <laughs> this, is, this is the man thing podcast that this has now become the man thing. <laughs> also, like, I Matt, like, I finally get to what you see in Man Thing. Uh, isn't he great? I just, uh, but they could have. It made me want to watch that 2005 Man Thing movie, and I know that's uh, a bad instinct. Ooh, yeah, it's bad, but I mean, yeah. do it. Go off, fam. Um, but uh, kind of going back, if they had done right, that, sorry, made, no, you're good. I mean, this is a tangential, a tangent on every episode of the podcast. <laughs> I'm not tangenting, right? But um, yeah, I just think there are other ways that they could have tweaked it just a little because then also, if Hyde can't get back into the school because he's been expelled from the school, so right. he physically cannot get back through the barrier. It's like Voldemort right. and Harry Potter. He needed people on the inside of Hogwarts because he physically could not get through the barrier. If he needed to set right. up these girls finding his diaries to re-unlock his his um his a thing for him because then he would be able to get through. Maybe it was just something he needed them to get into the thing. It, they could have tweaked it so little. Um, right. But if, even if they're ripping off Harry Potter, they could have done Goblet of Fire. Yeah. Where, where Hyde, Hyde, Hyde replaces that teacher halfway through and, and they're like, why is he acting sus? Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're, and they're like, maybe the teacher was evil the whole time, but he wasn't evil the whole time. Red yeah. herrings. Yeah. That's that's the other problem. We don't. There's no red herrings because there's like a cast of like six characters. Mm-hmm. They're like, which of these six could it be? Well, and I think also like because like Bloodgood is the daughter of the headless horseman, obviously. But right. like that's so human adjacent that mm-hmm. like this idea of human impurity is so weird to me. Like you can tell they're trying to do the mud blood thing from Potter. Right. They're trying to do the, 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 the mutant and the inhumans thing from X-Men. There's and one again, string you can pull and, and a billion strings just start popping. Exactly. And I even would have liked it if they'd set Cosmo up the whole time mm-hmm. to be the villain. And then he not be, he comes in and saves the day or he right. gets knocked out. He get he gets knocked out by, um, you know, or we find out that he it could be Claudian's mom behind it all. Yeah, the, or that like he is. She felt bad about betraying Hyde or something. Yeah, or and that we or she find like we find out that Cosmo is the son of Hyde, and right. that like Hyde goes to take his ability, and then that oh. is what nullifies Hyde. It's his human side is what he has to take back over Mm. like it's that same thing with like claudine there are still ways you could have done this but i think it was a misstep having claudine be your protagonist i think that i think frankie needed to come into the pairing Mm -hmm. of claudine and draculaura to Mm -hmm. get or or have the three girls already because i think laguna or gulia ends up being a better foil with the three the other you know but it you know Laguna makes sense because you've got Creature from the Black Lagoon. If right. That is her parrot. Dracula, Wolfman. You need the monster. Like, you right. need the monster there to be that universal uh, 
quintet, the quartet, quartet, sorry, everyone. You need that quartet yep. because in there, you've got the bride and the monster. You've got Dracula. Mm. And those were just things that, like, it's clear that whoever made this movie knows nothing about the history of monster literature and monsters in media. It's it's weird because we do have representation on screen, but I don't know how much behind the scenes. Exactly. Exactly. And like writing wise, directing wise. Yes. Yes. And I think it just, I think that also just showed in like, they did like the, like a a random Pody generator for all of the ensemble people, which works when you're making a flash animation Mm. TV show Mm -hmm. that works. But like when you're making a live action thing, you only had like 25 ensemble members that were in every scene of the movie. Right. Give them discernible personalities, please. Like they, Mm -hmm. That would have that I would have forgiven so much, especially if they'd started pulling like the 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 daughter of the the rat king that we met in Boo York, Boo York, like having his mouse daughter. Like there are all of these other characters that we've met along the way that would have been so good. Also, Claudine has an older sister who is a movie uh, who is a movie producer. Like there are all these things that like having Claudine's thing being like her and Dracula are bond, trauma bonded over having to live up to their family's reputations. Right. And they're having a hard time of it. And Frankie's coming in being the, the, the daughter of the renowned monster turned doctor. Like that's right. the thing for her dad is that like, he, he's so much smart. Like he is the monster, like he's the monster, but he is the doctor as well. And the mother, yeah. like they're both these grand scientists. Right. So have the whole pivot being they have to live up to the expectations of because then it also makes sense that it's like, well, then Deuce has to live down the reputation of his mother. Mm. Like the Cyclops has to live down the the coin. Yeah. The Cyclops has to like because then if you've got because then also like or give me the daughter of or the son of a harpy like or one of the Furies like to be the trifecta of the athletes because like then they're having to live down the reputations of, or like the son of a siren, like those things like he's right. hitting on, he's hitting on Laguna the whole time. And she's like, Oh no, absolutely not. No, no, no. <laughs> no queen. You come from those. You come from the other sea people, not my sea people. And there are just those little tweaks that they could have done right. that would have really, really made this work. Well, I think if we started with Frankie and we did like, Literally, Frankie's eyes just waking up. Yeah, like start with like a POV shot, and then and show show do like a quick montage of Frankie's first fifteen days, and what and they're like, you need to go to school. Yeah, and it's like her wandering off, and because like I really want like right. a Bambi moment, like I want a toddler Frankie moment right. where she's just full grown, but she's like Bambi learning how to walk, and she like wanders into a shopping mall. She gets away, wanders into a village, and it's recreating scenes from like old monster movies of like mm. Frankie being mm. chased back to the castle by villagers, and her hand falling off, or her leg falling off, or you know, Fra- maybe Frankie sitting in a windmill on fire, just like, uh oh. Yeah, like eating like eating a sandwich or something. Like it'd be just right. be really funny and those things that like right. that's so much better than trauma dumping. Like also what kids skateboard still? Like oh. that's such an X Games moment. It was like, like watching Brink. Yeah, I just I was yeah, like again, how, that's that's like a two thousands thing. Like a you you can tell people in our age group yeah. and a little older than us yep. are the ones writing mm-hmm. these now. Like 
if I did the research, I feel like everybody in that creative right. room that directed, wrote, produced, they were all between 38 and 45. Mm-hmm. I would touch you. Oh, and they're yes. just these little things. Like, there is a good movie in here somewhere, but they just didn't tap into it. Right. Alex, yeah. you know what might be fun now is if you and I did a treatment and rewrote this movie. Oh, oh, I would do it in a heartbeat. And, and, then, and then did a podcast reading of it. Monster High School Remix. Yeah, yeah. Cre- maybe it's Creature Academy. We'll do Creature Academy. <laughs> <laughs> Creature Charter School. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's the... the... <laughs> The monstru- <laughs> monstrous magnet academy a very oh monster god. high musical oh my god oh yes because also there is a way to give all of these yeah if they star kitted this right. with music yes there is actually a way to make an incredible monster high musical mm-hmm. and they did not do it and that is honestly a shame to me like, i mean these characters are all me. public domain that is very true we can't use heath darn it we can't use heath but oh oh darn but it's also like as long as we don't call it monster high like whatever right. like it's fine is there anything else alex like kind of looking that you really did enjoy or you thought was great or why um, maybe kids are not going to keep going back to this i i i i rate it on letterbox two stars and that's kind of where my feelings are yeah it's like it's 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 fine yeah you know what i mean like like there was a there it drove me crazy because there's so much stuff I saw with potential. Yep. And and like I'd be like, oh, that's really cool. Where's that going? Okay, nowhere. Oh, wait, where's that going? Okay, nowhere. But the three leads, I know I've said this before, the three leads really do carry it. Yes, they do. They're they're like, listen, guys, we know this is crap. Come on for the ride. Honestly, we need to get these girl. We need to get all these folks uh, gift gift cards to their local chiro- chiropractor because they carried this fucking mm-hmm. movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, all I'm, three of them. I do. I think it's one of those things though that people that are then writing for children and young people Mm -hmm. lose the it's the thing that like the rebecca sugars and like the people who write for like cartoon network get right Mm -hmm. that the people that write for nickelodeon disney channel get wrong where they're talking at Mm. an audience instead of talking with an audience Mm -hmm. like you could tell they didn't actually do a focus group of teenagers or like young people like because it's I always feel like young people writing like a certain Nickelodeon producer who will not be named. Fuck that man. Oh, we might have to, I would like to actually do a whole episode about Janine McCurdy's book. Oh, I still have to read it, but I've heard I, things. I do too. I bought it. I bought the the digital copy of it just so I have it on the ship. But like I've watched mm. three interviews with her and I was like, everyone owes her a big fucking apology. Hmm. But a lot of it's like, I think people owe Lindsay Lohan an apology. I think oh. people owe, they owe Hillary Duff an apology. They owe Raven Simone uh, an apology. They owe Britney Spears an apology. Yeah. Um, not Jamie Lynn Spears. She can get fucked. But there's just so many of these people <laughs> that like, they, especially the women, it is specifically a mm-hmm. female-led thing. It's why we can all celebrate Steve and Joe coming back to Blue's Clues. Oh my God, that Blue's Clues movie. Holy crap. Oh boy, I am so excited for that. But <laughs> we can celebrate them coming back. But, but that's a musical with purpose. Trauma. Exactly. It will also their current lead, Josh, is a Broadway performer. Right. Um, right. But I think it's we can celebrate when men come back to things as mm-hmm. like celebratory, but like we then don't want to talk about the trauma of the women that went through things. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, so I think this is, they missed the mark on really tapping into their audience. And mm. I'm hoping this doesn't affect, because like, do you think this ultimately could affect the longevity of a revival of Monster High? I think it might just be like a fun factoid. Did you know there was once a Monster High live action movie? Yeah. I'm. I feel like we're going to get maybe a season, like maybe 16, 20 episodes of the anime. They've breezed through so many different incarnations Yep, that they can be like, I mean, the only thing that might hurt them is the fact they are just coming back. Yes. They're relatively still back new on the shelves, right? Maybe within the last three, four months. They haven't even hit shelves yet. They are hitting okay. shelves right now because of like supply. So that might be, issues. that might be the thing because of supply chain issues so the original dolls were relaunched through walmart exclusively and Mm -hmm. only certain cities and locations got them Mm. i think we're going to see those relaunch dolls the re the re-sculpts of the Mm. originals we're going to actually see them after christmas hitting to the stores or they're going to hit on clearance or my sibling worked at target for a while during covid um and what happened at target was because uh, we all noticed any of us that frequent are are the what I call clearance rats, where the where the where the rack the rack rats, where I will go through every rack, find stuff, tucked places. Um, a lot of Target stores and WalMarts were really empty for my toy collectors mm. out there. Oh yeah, Walmart Walmart was so empty for a year. Their toy section toys. is shrinking. Yeah. Um, and and the prices are still going up. Can we talk about how the mm-hmm. new Lightning? The lightning figures that just came out for Power Rangers are twenty six forty nine, and when the lightning collection launched in twenty nineteen, they were nineteen ninety nine, and those prices went up. With some of the figures that they're still trying to charge twenty four dollars for, have been on the shelves since twenty nineteen. And of course, this is the time where I finally wait wait to buy a lightning collection figure. <laughs> I bought my first I, one this year. You got cat right? Cat. I, I got cat? the ninja cat. Yep. That's well, you know, what's really funny. Kimberly was introduced the Kimberly one. And then for some reason she was supposed to be the first one that was released, but she was mm-hmm. the last one of that initial set that got released. Mm-hmm. And so this is what happened with target where right. their system automates of when things get marked down, when they stay in the system. So every store mm-hmm. had it in their system that these products were supposed to have been on the shelves for six months. They right. didn't receive them until a certain amount of time. So my sister even said that like, by the time they got stuff, it had already been pennied out to be sent to like Goodwill and the charity yep. shops. So yep. stuff didn't even make it to the floor. So I, I, I didn't get to see the Adam or Billy one at all. Um, Th- those Adam, ones just went through quick. Yeah, they were on the shelf for, I wish I'd known I could have bought them for you. We had them at ah. my Target and only my Target. The funny thing about Orlando when I was living there, like one store right. had Kimberly. But the thing that happened with the Kimberly one, it came out in a week and a half later. It was marked down to $16 and then it was marked yep. down to $8 within a week. Yep. And so I literally went and returned mine and rebought it because <laughs> I paid. No, I mean, Alex, you know this. Most right. people at home don't necessarily know this. I only collect Pink Ranger stuff, and I really right. only collect early Pink Ranger stuff. I do have – I have Sid, I have Cassie, and I have – um, oh, why do I always – I hate no. – the actress's name is Camille Hyde. She was Dino Charge Pink. Um, okay. She was really great. She was the first African-American Pink Ranger. So, of course, when her right. figure came out, they also did a specialty box for that set because that was Merrick from Wild Force, the Cog from 
uh, the cog from Zio, and then one other one. They got right. they got Japanese kaiju boxes, so they look like Super Sentai boxes. Hmm. With an, and they were Target exclusive, so I've got all of those. Hmm. But like, I also don't believe that we should be spending twenty six dollars that were paid for. So that's the thing is when companies already bought them. They were bought right. at the lower amount and they're just marking it up because they can mark it up. Mm-hmm. And I think that Transformers has been doing this. The Marvel Legends have been doing this. All of the Hasbro right. stuff has been doing this. Hasbro is so bad about this. Um, and so I'm I'm thinking after Christmas, we're going to see those Monster High dolls actually make it to the shelf. And it's mm-hmm. going to be a trickle effect. So you get these Gen 3 ones, which they've re-sculpted. Right. They have different bodies. They have wider bodies. They have more realistic like teenage bodies, which I think is really smart. Um, mm. I think they are going to be, which is funny. Like they, the girl that I was talking to at Target when I found the two Claudines, she was like, "We got six, four sold. This is all we have left." I was like, "Do you leave mm. the others in the back?" She's like, "No, we were supposed to get them three weeks ago." So the mm. dolls were supposed to have already been in store before the movie hit. Walmart right. doesn't even have tags for them out at either the Walmart or where I am in Tampa. So like, Amazon has them all. So I'd say if you want them, mm. go to Amazon to get them. Those original mm. dolls, you might not be able to. Find find uh at a walmart until after um they're not even on the walmart website so i'm wondering what's happening with that but um i guess as we wrap up alex is there anything else that you actually did really like about this or that would make you go back to visit sure Monster High? um i would be interested to see how it uh how it sets off to like its actual audience yeah um because i was on letterbox scrolling through reviews and i think a work print leaked because a lot of the reviews were uh, of the work print, um, and uh, they were v- very cruel. Um, most of them were just like, this isn't my Monster High, this isn't my Monster High, this isn't my Monster High. But maybe it's not your Monster High. And it right. doesn't have but to be. That's the only problem is maybe That's right. Jaded Millennials. Yeah. Like, um, do, I, do I get mad when things aren't for me of things that I should enjoy? Like, right. Like that terrible Thundercats that got the Teen Titans Go like treatment. right like no it wasn't for me was i sad yeah but i didn't have to take it in so i didn't so like it was right. just a thing it's also weird because i i, I know you were th- thinking of like the long-term impact of how this would affect monster high um the brats movie is a good indicator mm-hmm. because that movie essentially killed that brand yeah that was pretty but close it's... to the end and it's back now. Right. Like, we're right, at a right. weird it, point where you can, uh, I also think it's cause like toys are cyclical because it's like with Pokemon, mm-hmm. every time a new gen comes out, you've had new people age in and you've had right. the people that were going to age out, aged out. So mm-hmm. it is one of those things like toys or think about in your, in my lifetime, Ninja Turtles has been rebooted five or six times. Holy moly. So many times in media, but we, there's always Ninja Turtles toys on the shelves mm-hmm. always. And so mm-hmm. our He-Man, we've seen probably four He-Man reboots. Power Rangers. <laughs> I mean, well, Power Rangers never has gone away is the thing with Power Rangers. Right. We've right. The other ones where they'll go away, but they're able to come back a few years later because right. it's like, Oh, or so I'm wondering if this is just a, it's going to last for a couple of years. Cause it's never going to be able to have the original run that it had. Because right. it had like a good eight year run, like seven, eight year run. It had it's gonna be a run. weird, interesting blip once Barbie comes out next year. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Because they're funny. gonna be like, Oh, we could have done that. Oh crap. Well, especially because Barbie's not made for children. Right. I think 
I think also when they see Power Rangers getting right. their multi-universe Netflix <laughs> feature mm-hmm. and TV series so that they're going to have a kid's show, they're going to have an animated show, and they're going to have right. the adult series and movies. I think they're going to see mm-hmm. that there's going to be an opportunity to tell a story beyond Monster High. Mm. Um, so They could age I, it a little higher and make it kind of look like the new Wednesday Addams show that's coming out. Yep. Or they could do what they did with Daria. We're getting the Jody series and it's 20 years later. Age right. up all of the age, like mm. make them all graduating from college and now they're working mm. professionals. And now they all work the at the high school. Yeah. yeah. They've gone back to work at the high school or yeah. it's a university that, you know, there, there's lots of things that they could do and still have a toy line for it. Cause at, mm. at its base, Monster mm. High is just about the toys and the mm. new sculpts are cute, but if they're not going to keep things going. And I think by not having appealing looking background characters, they're right. stepping they're They've shot themselves in their own foot about mm. quickly being able to get other dolls out because with monster high, it was right. also having three main lines of dolls a year plus specialty stuff. That was right. their bread and butter. And mm. they haven't set those up yet. And so it's going to be a hard sell because like, mm. They always had a set that came out right at Christmas time, just before Christmas. You had a set in March. You had a set right. in you had a set in like June, and then you had a set in September that bled mm-hmm. into Christmas. And so, like, mm-hmm. really, I want to see this like work for them long term. But I'm really mm-hmm. hoping it is able to. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I think I think they're fine. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we have such a uh they're appealing to a much more diverse uh toy audience than they were with like the the Barbie line. Yeah. And and I'm not just saying like like and I I'm thinking like this might be a more suitable time for Monster High. Yeah. Because of the diversity that they always had inherent in their brand. If they lean into a younger t- if they bring younger mm-hmm. people into the room to write and make it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think they will do just fine. But if it's going to be the same older boardroom folks, I That's, don't see this having much more of a shelf the, life. the people that were in the standouts were the young people. Yes. Yes. And it's because they also like embraced what is right. different than in 2010 without making fun of it necessarily. Right, but right, right. Just, just embracing that like there are nine-year-olds out there who go to school with non-binary kids. There mm-hmm. are like... Also, like, maybe Claudine's parents had been two dads or, you know, mm-hmm. it had been the monster and the doctor instead of the monster and the bride. Like, there were little mm. things or Dracula or because, like, I we just did the Blade Trinity a trilogy on here and it's like, oh, mm-hmm. vampires can be born. Maybe Dracula, maybe Dracula and like. It's a, like a Dracula Nosferatu thing or a Dracula something in like right. Draculars, you know, or it's right. something like having a Hotel Transylvania. Queer, yes, having queer characters, just something. Not that we needed it necessarily, but like just mm. lean in, lean into what you've already got there, because mm-hmm. the kids that are watching this, that is their reality now. And because let's it, be honest, the conservative parents aren't letting their kids watch Monster High. Right. And and I don't think it would be hard to adjust it from where it is to where it could be. Because it was already really progressive. Right. Just the concept alone. And I think mm-hmm. that shows that like a queer person created Monster High. 
it uh-huh. is so evident that a queer person uh, right. who is always considered an other wrote it. So it's like, it's like how moving forward with the X-Men that if Disney mm-hmm. and Marvel is smart, they're going to let younger minds handle X-Men. Because... That's what's been nice with um with the line lately. Yeah. They had John Hickman come in, clean it up. And then he goes, here, LGBT, uh, queer, diverse community, you guys take yeah. care of this. Because it even started back with like Cinna Grace creating shade for X-Men. Oh, yep. And then I'm sorry, there is no way Shea Coulee is not playing Shade and Ironheart. <laughs> also, because Shade is uh Shade's design was inspired by Shay. Shade looks mm-hmm. like Shay. So like you got Shay Coulee for a Marvel series where she is in every episode. Come on. They're opening then, like, the mutant floodgates. Well, tie her and Titania together from, mm. from also, because you know what that you know what that sets up. You know who I'm gonna say this sets up. My girl, Alison <laughs> Blair, the Dazzler. <laughs> but I wouldn't be shocked because from what I've heard contract wise, they can't do anyone that was still a character because they have contractually have to keep that actor on. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So, but someone, well, well, oh no, she did make a cameo. She did, but uh, Halston Maine said that it is not included. She is not included in any contracts or anything because she was. God a bless. God bless. God bless. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. Also, because she think... showed up in roller skates in the, in the next episode of She-Hulk, it wouldn't be out of place at all. At all. And I would cry. Also, I think she'd be perfect for Miss Marvel season two. Oh, yeah, having, absolutely. Or having her and Doreen, a squirrel girl, be introduced together. To me, they're the same right. level of mutant. And so, mm-hmm. like, I mean, even though we know Dazzler can be an Olega Olega. Omega right. level mutant because of her new the, the variants, but like also the like, Squirrel Girl has beaten the entire Marvel universe. It's it's also just <laughs> you know these are this is a good example for what Monster High could be doing, and if right. they pay attention, like right. really they should have gotten anybody who is in the room for Miss Marvel in to work on mm-hmm. Monster High. Like that's mm. the the Miss Marvel tone is what I want from well a Marvel the directors show. of Batgirl aren't doing anything right now. <gasps> And that's a crime because Leslie Grace, I, I didn't love her in In the Heights, but like she was going to be a great background. I, know. I loved, I loved she can release all her like TikTok videos and all the footage of like her. And it, plus it just looked like she and Brendan Fraser were the best of friends on, on set. Ugh. Also, it, Brendan Fraser deserves to. It broke act- my heart so much yeah. because they were like, oh, we directed the first half of Miss Marvel, which I, I liked Miss Marvel, but that first half I thought was really strong. Yeah. And that's when those guys had their hands in and then they left to do Batgirl. Yeah. And I was like, oh. I, I think if they I, take I mean, a, a tone from this and understand, because also right. like the iCarly revival series worked really well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The Lizzie McGuire series, people really wanted. Raven's Home has worked well enough, but it's because they kept it the kid tone. Right. I think if they see that like the tone of She-Hulk and the tone of Miss Marvel if mm-hmm. they take a page out of this, they could do something really cool. Plus, if they just show that money goes a certain way, you could do right. a 12-episode Paramount Plus Monster High series that's like teenage. And it would be It would have helped if they had their tongue in their cheek a little bit tighter. Yes. Yes. They or, took it a little like, too seriously. It was funny because like the actors know what camp is. The costume yeah. designers know what camp is. The makeup artists do. 
the writer and the director does not. Yeah. And it's also, can I just, this is just me being like, I don't think there were enough queer people involved in this process because yep. there is an inherent camp that queer people bring to a situation, whether they mean to or mm-hmm. not. Um, also, you could just tell there wasn't like a lot of people of color in the room because a lot of people of color also bring an aspect of camp from their own cultures and media. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's like anytime you have somebody from a Latinx background or Hispanic background, they bring that gorgeous version of telenovela, any like a Walter Mercado, like any of those kinds mm. of things. They're, they're just so good to have around. And mm. Those aspects are not like those, people, right? But you know, yeah, absolutely. Should know what I mean, but you know, it's right. It's they just didn't. It's representation. Focus, they didn't focus in on those right things for those right moments of exactly what needed to happen, and that I think was their biggest misstep. Mm. But they do have a way to rectify that. They could always. I think if they did one of these a year, it wouldn't be a. Bad oh yeah, thing. that'd be also, so smart. Also, like Disney's Descendants, it's not great, but let me tell you, they got everything right to get that fan base that is equally child and older people. Mm -hmm. Um, Because like some of the biggest Descendants fans are over 30 because they're those Disney kids who would have loved to like have this as a child. Like it's capitalizing on the the Harry Potter, the Percy Jackson of it all. Also with Percy Jackson coming out on Disney Plus in the spring... There's no reason for Paramount and Nickelodeon and Viacom to not step their quality up and continue mm-hmm. to do something. Like I would almost rather have a six or eight episode series than have a 90 minute movie because they cost about yep. the same thing to make. So, well, it's so weird because that stuff inherently I feel would appeal to a wider audience. Mm-hmm. This movie was particularly built for like a very tight age group. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't be because like, Honestly, Universal is capitalizing on the monsters mm-hmm. more than they ever have before. I mean, they have an entire theme park. Set. Like, I know Universal has a a strained relationship with Viacom, but mm-hmm. if this had been done correctly, like if they mm-hmm. had gotten Universal involved with this, right? Think about a theme park expansion for Monster High. So that you've got Monster High for the kids right. and the teenagers, then you have Universal Monsters for the adults. Think about a stage musical. Think about all of because we're getting a Universal Monsters area in like a uh, Beetlejuice's uh, Beetlejuice's graveyard uh, review. Yes, graveyard review. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like, there's just so much that like. I think a lot of people were sleeping on this and this was Nickelodeon Mm -hmm. and Viacom looking at what properties they already owned that they still had the trademarks for that they then could do. And so it was kind of like when, I mean, even look at Dora, a lot of people didn't like the Dora movie. I thought it was genius. I thought it was wonderful for what it is like. Right. Also, you didn't like the actor playing, Claudine's dad should have been someone mm. like a Michael Pena. Like you needed a really mm. funny actor in there. Um, I, but if you go to the Muppets, the Muppets yeah. inherently can walk that line between adult and, and kid humor. Mm-hmm. Even is, Muppets Haunted Mansion. Oh, that was the best use that, cause like I will say Disney right. does not know what to do with the Muppets. Disney has no right. idea what to do with the Muppets. Nope. Nope. Um, Letting Piggy be on RuPaul's Drag Race was the smartest thing they've done in a decade. Because <laughs> I've also right. said that I always wanted to see Piggy on Drag Race, and she was standout, even though it was just a right. Zoom thing. Um, yeah. But like Muppets Now didn't work. The Mupp- the new Muppet Show that they canned after like five episodes didn't work. Muppets, no. Muppets, um, even the Muppets, 
uh, most wanted didn't work in the way that the Muppets did. Um, right. But yeah, I thought Muppets Haunted Mansion worked so beautifully. Um, uh, I, I was like, like, oh, this is going to be some corporate synergy bullshit. I'm like, oh no, it's Gonzo's existential journey. Also, uh, that John John Stamos is in it because he is the biggest Disney fan ever, and I thought it was just mm-hmm. appropriate. Also, Will Arnett mm-hmm. was good. That was just so good. It was so good. Right. It was right. It was using Disney's money and affluence in the best way. And I just think right. that like Nickelodeon doesn't capitalize on their nostalgia. Yeah, they have no like the fact that they let the CW make the new Legends of the Hidden Temple and then let it get canceled because they just wanted to make the money from it. But like. Right. Like there's just so much they could be doing because they need to realize that their market is, you know, five to 12 and then 30 to 50. That is, if they brought our real monsters back (gasps) or even like, Hey Arnold did so well, even though that movie was, that was so good. Oh, you, Oh, Oh, Oh no. I did not like it. Well, Well, I mean, I liked it. It wasn't great, but I thought it was, they stuck to what they knew. They stuck to the story and it was great. Right. I think think it was still, it was still the same voice. Yes. It was still the same voice. Yes. 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 And I think our real monsters coming back. Oh, the Rocco's modern life movie was great. The, the like special, Uh, the Zim movie wasn't bad. Zim movie was not bad. So I think if they were to like tap into, you know, right. Bring Red and Stimpy back. SpongeBob is also collectible. Uh, maybe, maybe unless John K gets any money to do with that. Oh yeah, yeah, that's very true. But yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> do you, you remember know, it, the Spike reboot of Red and Stimpy? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but you know, it's oh my god. I I think this is just saying that like they had the ability to do something really great with this, and they mm-hmm. just chose to rush this through in a way right they could have taken a little more time thought and research um also if they need that what they really need is mm-hmm. multiple designers for these movies that work under right. a main designer because they right. should have had a team of designers doing all the ensemble stuff that worked mm-hmm. under the main designer and i think the the movie could have just looked better because i thought the yeah, movie looked absolutely deep. the movie the movie looked like it could have been said sponsored by spirit halloween and because it felt very AliExpress, it felt very Amazon, and it felt very Forever Twenty One. Like Ooh, the second the- Spirit of Halloween movie we have coming out this year. Oh, can I tell you that the hurricane happened when it was showing live in theaters in Florida, Florida? So <laughs> I did not get to go see it because I literally oh live. God, I live a quarter mile. From, like I can see a movie theater from the apartments they have us in, and uh-huh. I was going to walk up there and see it because I was like, I need to support Rachel Lee Cook because I need her back back in movies. God bless Josie. Uh, that's our first episode coming out in January. So I hope everybody is ready for that. It is my first episode of season four is Josie and the Pussycats. Uh, so excited for that. Um, but yeah, Alex, thank you so much for being on with me today. Yeah. As always. Uh, if Where can everyone find you online if you would like them to find you online? Um, sure. My, I believe, let me double check. My Twitter and my uh, letterbox is Alex is not right but it's W-R-I-T-E. We love it. We love it. Perfect. So make sure you go follow Alex there. And I hope everyone enjoyed our kind of review of Monster High. Alex, I guess as just last word, why should people maybe go pull this up on Paramount Plus? Because they don't have to spend any money on it. It's 90 minutes. You can have it playing in the background. Why should maybe people click over and go watch the movie? We've shown there's plenty of Monster Highs. 
And there's plenty of monster lows. <laughs> I would also say this is a really good moment right. for everybody to go back and all of the Monster High movies are streaming between I think Netflix, Hulu, and Paramount mm. Plus. They're all streaming. They're all really good. There's some great character design in a lot of them. Bjork Bjork really just stands out to me. Um, even their last one, which is where they all of the monsters had their like power switched uh, among them. So their design switched up. Uh, I think it was called huh. Fantastic. It was the like last Monster High movie. It didn't do great. But I think it's a good choice good point and also if anybody out there is a collector you like dolls these are some of the highest quality dolls ever their sculpts mm. are incredible um they're really great to go collect so get them now on amazon before they are sold out from all the kids and so uh alex thank you again for being on the show today thank you so much matt i, I it's been a delight Don't worry, listeners. No need to adjust your dial. This is Landline Radio. Welcome to the end of the dial at the end of the world. I'm the host, and we bring you stories too chilling and strange to be true, right from the heart of towns where the lines between this world and the next connect. Stories from people just like you. For those long, dark, lonely nights driving down roads that never seem to end. We'll be here. And don't worry if you can't find us. We'll find you. Leyline Radio is from Dreamer Productions and can be found monthly exclusively starting in October on their Patreon feed. Follow the link in the show notes below to hear and enjoy. Hey. Oh, hey, Jeff. What's going on, guys? Oh, you know, talking about Superman. Oh, cool. I could talk about Superman. I could talk some more about Superman. We know. I'll bet a few people would want to get in on this. I'm down. You know it. That sounds like fun. I'll do it. Cool. Let's do it. We can call the show Men of Steel. And you can find it at certainpov.com. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Yay. Saturday Morning Confidential is brought to you by Dreamer Productions and is a proud member of the Certain POV Podcast Network. You can find us on Facebook at Saturday Morning Confidential, on Instagram at SMC Pod, and on Twitter at The SMC Podcast. You can find all the shows that Certain POV has to offer at CertainPOV.com or also on Patreon at Dreamer Productions, where your donation of only $2 a month keeps constant programming coming in and supporting our new shows as we go throughout 2022. Now join us again next time for another deep dive into the files of Saturday Morning Confidential. CPOV. CertainPOV.com.